out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about and behold there were very many in the open valley and lo they were very dry and he said unto me son of man can these bones live and I answered O Lord God thou knowest I want to stop reading there tonight you can be seated I want to preach if the Lord will help me on down to bare bones. Down to bare bones. The Bible said in verse number 1, and I don't want to miss this uh, mighty miracle of mercy that is mentioned in verse number 1. You will miss it if you just haphazardly read the verse. The Bible said the hand of the Lord was upon me and that is a wonderful thought that is a a great thought to think about the the divine hand of God reaching down and touching uh, humanity isn't that wonderful uh, to consider that the hand of God would uh, be placed upon us such as we are and I'm thankful that I have experienced the hand of the Lord upon my life and the Bible said the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. And, and Ezekiel is brought to this valley and it is a valley that is full of bones. As a matter of fact, it said in verse number 2 uh, how that they were bones that were very dry. He is down to bare bones. He is carried, the Bible says, uh, by the Spirit in a vision to a valley that was filled with, I believe, the bones uh, of slain soldiers uh, in that Jewish army. The Bible said in verse number 10, So I prophesied uh, as he commanded me, and the breath... Uh, uh, came into them and they lived uh, and stood upon their feet an exceeding uh, a great army. And so uh, uh, we know that this vision represents uh, a resuscitation, a restoration, uh, and a resurrection of the nation of Israel. And of course, we can look at it prophetically tonight, but I want to look at it very practically tonight. The Bible said in verse number 11, Then he said unto me, Son of man, These bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they... They say our bones are dried and our hope is lost. Uh, we are cut off, uh, or we are cut off for our uh, parts. And so, uh, uh, if you know anything about uh, uh, what kind of condition uh, uh, the Jews were in at this time, uh, uh, they were very dispersed. I thought about that. How? Uh, that they were physically scattered uh, among their enemies. Uh, and then they were displaced. Uh, uh, that speaks of their condition, uh, uh, not only physically, but I would say uh, uh, that speaks of their condition spiritually.
spiritually. Uh, they were displaced. They were uh, not where they should be. Uh, and then they were dispirited. Uh, and that speaks of them emotionally. Uh, uh, the Bible said uh, uh, in Psalm uh, uh, 137 and in verse number 1, uh, uh, the Bible said, By the rivers of Babylon, uh, uh, there we sat down, uh, yea, we wept, uh, uh, when we remembered Zion. Uh, uh, we hanged our harps upon the willows uh, in the midst thereof. Uh, uh, they were dispirited. Uh, emotionally, they were dis- depressed. Uh, and they were discouraged. Uh, uh, they had no heart uh, uh, to use their harps anymore. Uh, and I'm seeing that uh, all across our land today uh, among the Christians and uh, among the churches uh, of the living God we are so uh, uh, dispirited Uh, it seems like we're so down uh, uh, because of everything that's going on uh, in the world politically uh, and socially uh, and morally uh, and we are discouraged we uh, uh, seem to have no song Uh, uh, we seem to have no heart uh, uh, to use our harps Uh, uh, but I pray the Lord would help us Uh, I pray the Lord would restore uh, and revive our hearts tonight Ezekiel as God's spokesman uh, to the Jewish exiles in the land of Babylon. uh, As you remember throughout this book uh, uh, he is taken by the Spirit uh, uh, to many different places. Uh, uh, You'll find in chapter number 3 and just listen I have these marked uh, but in chapter number 3 he is taken by a river. Uh, The Bible said so the Spirit Uh, lifted me up and took me away uh, and I went in bitterness in the heat of my spirit uh, but the hand of the Lord uh, was strong upon me Uh, he's taken by a river Uh, and then in uh, Ezekiel chapter number 8 and verse number 13 uh, uh, the Bible said he said also unto me uh, uh, turn these yet again or or verse number 3 the Bible said and he put forth the form of a hand and took me by a lock of mine head and the spirit lifted me up between the earth and the heaven and brought me in the visions of God to Jerusalem he's taken Ezekiel to a river he's taken Ezekiel to Jerusalem and then in chapter number 11 and in verse number 24 he takes him to Babylon Uh, the Bible said afterward uh, uh, the Spirit took me up uh, and brought me in a vision by the Spirit of God uh, into Chaldea uh, to them of captivity Uh, uh, so the vision that I had uh, seen went up from me uh, and then in uh, Ezekiel 37 uh, uh, here we are in our text uh, and he is taken by the Spirit uh, uh, to a valley. Uh, uh, You'll Notice in each one of those instances uh, uh, that the Spirit of the Lord uh, uh, lifted him up or, or picked him 
come up and then also here the spirit of the Lord has carried him out and set him down in other words Ezekiel is going from a high place to a low place and isn't that the way it is a lot of times in life we go from a very high in our life and it isn't too long if you'll just keep serving God and walking for God you'll find yourself in a very low place and here he is set down in a valley I don't know where you are tonight I just know the Lord has put this on my heart and I want you to understand that the same Lord that will lift you up into the heights of heaven is the same Lord that will set you down in a valley the Bible said in verse number 1 of chapter number 37 and I'm trying to hurry tonight but the Bible said the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of dry bones or full of bones and so he is set in the valley but in verse number 3 the Bible said and he said unto me I love that when I got a hold of that to know that the Lord sets me down in the valleys of life but aren't you glad that he does not just leave you in the valley that he does not walk off and leave you all alone may I remind you no matter how drab the valley is no matter how dark the valley is no matter how deep the valley is I'm glad the Lord is with us in the valley how can he speak if he's not there in the valley he's not in the shadows somebody said standing somewhere in the shadows you'll find Jesus he don't stand in the shadows I'm glad thank God in the valleys of your life he'll make himself aware that he's there I say hallelujah he has made himself real in the valleys of my life oh my the Bible said in verse number one that he carried him the Bible said the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. And then in verse number 2, the Bible says, and caused me. Can I make this statement tonight? That the Lord will never carry you somewhere where he does not have a cause for you. The Bible said that he carried him to a valley and he caused him. He had a, he had a cause for Ezekiel to be in that valley. And there will never be anything that you go through in your life. That the Lord don't have a cause for why you are there. Aren't you glad that we serve a sovereign God tonight? That's orchestrating, governing our life. He's directing every step I take. And I don't go anywhere that he has not already ordained for me to be. I'm thankful for that tonight. That God has a cause for why you are where you are. Ezekiel's in that valley. 
And he is walking around and the Bible said in verse number 2, I'm just going to give you one thought tonight. The Bible said in verse number 2, and he caused me to pass by them round about. In other words, Ezekiel is in that valley and he's walking around and he is observing all of that uh, uh, that is surrounding him, all of those uh, dry bones, all of that deadness. Uh, and I don't, I don't like deadness to you. Uh, I'm telling you, I don't like hanging around the cemetery. Uh, I don't like mortuaries. Uh, I don't like none of that. I only like to see stuff dead on the road. Uh, and the older I get, the less I want to kill anything. Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, uh, but I'm telling you, I don't like nothing dead. Uh, but there he is walking around uh, in the midst of that valley. Uh, and there's nothing getting no better. Uh, I'm telling you, as a matter of fact, the more he walks, uh, uh, the worse that it seems to be uh, it just seems like things ain't getting no better uh, I don't know about you but there's been times uh, in my life uh, when I have been in places uh, when it seemed like uh, things wasn't getting any better uh, it just seemed like they were getting worse and worse uh, but I'm telling you uh, just keep on child of God uh, because when you're down to nothing God uh, is surely up to something uh, and it won't be long and thank God you might feel the breath I blow across your soul. Uh, the bones, the Bible tells us that they were very dry. Very dry. In other words, these bones had no meat on them. These bones had no muscle upon them. These bones had no moisture they were very dry. He was down uh, to bare bones, the barest essentials uh, or elements. Uh, you say, preacher, I still ain't on board with you. Uh, well, may I say there's times uh, when we get down to those bare essentials uh, or those bare elements uh, in our ministries. I don't know about uh, some of you other preachers tonight. There's not many of us here, Brother Nick and Brother Toby. Uh, uh, my brother here, I don't know uh, if there's any others, but I'm trying to tell you there's times uh, in the ministry when it seems like uh, uh, we're down to the bare essentials or elements uh, and we're just, uh, I'm telling you, just uh, at the very basics of everything. Uh, it happens in your marriages. Uh, I, no matter how long you've been married, uh, uh, whether it's been 10 days or 50 years after a while, uh, uh, you'll find yourself uh, in those very bare places uh, in your marriage. Uh, it can happen uh, uh, in your health. Uh, it can happen in your church. Uh, it can happen in, uh, uh, in, in the lives of your children. Uh, I'm telling you, it can happen very easily. Uh, and may I say it happens to the best of us. Uh, oh yeah, it happens right in the very ranks uh, of the independent Baptists. Uh, oh yes, uh, I'm telling you, we come to church and put on our best. Uh, uh, but really on the inside, uh, uh, we may be very bare uh, in where we are spiritually uh, and emotionally in our life <clears throat> I want to say one thing tonight when you're down to bare bones and this is all I'm going to say tonight that I pray and hope the Lord would help and when you're to the very bare bones to the barest essentials or elements 
uh, things in your ministry, marriage, or children, or churches, whatever it is. I'm trying to help you tonight. And you get down to that very, uh, where there's no muscle of no strength, and there's no meat, no sustenance, there's no moisture in the situations of life. You say, preacher, what can we do? Well, the Lord showed me this. Uh, I believe when we're down to bare bones, we can take consolation in the very mind of God. We can take consolation in the very mind of God. The Bible said in verse number 3, and this is a question that is spoken unto Ezekiel by the Lord. He said unto me, A son of man, can these bones live? Can these bones live? Can these bones that are dead, can they come back to life? And of course, God's question to Ezekiel lets in a gleam of hope. Can these bones live? Well, from a human point of view, I believe that Ezekiel would say no. These bones cannot live again. But we are not looking at things from a human point of view. The Lord said, can these bones live? In his presumption, I believe he would say yes. Just presuming that they can live again, he would say yes. And in his unbelief, I believe that Ezekiel would look across that wide valley and say no. But I believe by faith, Ezekiel says the right answer to the question that is posed by the Lord. Can these bones live? I'm glad that Ezekiel replied by faith. Thou knowest. And I just want to say tonight, isn't it good, my brother, to know that God knows? I don't know everything, and you don't know everything, but I'm trying to tell you tonight that there is a God that sits on high in the glory world, and he knows what's going on in our life. Oh my, the Bible said uh, that uh, thou knowest uh, uh, there's consolation uh, in the very mind of God. Uh, I'm thankful tonight that he knows. uh, uh, God knows everything. Uh, uh, God knows everything that has happened. uh, And God knows everything uh, uh, that will happen. Uh, He has not learned anything. uh, And may I say God uh, has not forgotten anything tonight. Ain't that wonderful? I'm telling you he does not have to be told. He does not have to be told. Is this helping anybody but me tonight? I'm telling you God knows when you're down to the bare bones and it don't seem like mama knows or daddy knows or your parents know or the preacher knows. I'm trying to tell you God knows tonight. I take consolation in the mind of God tonight. God knows. God knows knows instantly with fullness of perfection. 
He knows every possible item of knowledge concerning everything that exists or that could exist. Would you think about this with me tonight? That God knows, Ezekiel said, Thou knowest. Isn't it wonderful to know this about God? That He never worries. Amen. Ain't that good? God never worries. He's not sitting up in heaven tonight wringing his hands or biting his fingernails trying to figure out the next move for your life and mine. God is not worried. We're worried tonight. But God is not worried. Woo! Hallelujah! I'm glad I got a God. Amen! Don't worry tonight. Amen. I believe it was said last night, why should we think about it when God's already thinking about it? He does not worry. I, I love the fact that he does not have to wish about anything and he does not wonder God's not wondering what's going to come out of what's going on in our world down here ain't that why I wonder about a lot of things keeps me up at night wondering out of my five children how they're going to be in life how and what direction they're going to go wondering if the church is going to stay the course wondering if I'll even finish what I started brother Nick wondering but I'm glad God does not wonder I say hallelujah he knows he knows God knows tonight Psalm 139 verse number 1 the Bible said O Lord thou hast searched me and known me thou knowest my down sitting Mine uprising, thou understandest my thought afar off. He knows the whys in your life. He knows the when in your life. Morgan, I'm glad God knows when. I'm glad God knows when. I may not know when, but God knows when. God knows why, but to help some people tonight. God knows what in our life. I think I know what I need, but God knows what I need tonight. He knows what we are feeling tonight. The Bible said that he can be touched with the very feelings of our infirmities. He knows what we are feeling. There's been some times in my life when I wasn't able to express or able to share with anybody my feelings because I knew that they would not understand how I feel. But I'm glad that I've got a God tonight that knows how how I feel when I can't talk to my daddy about it and when I can't talk to my mom and I can't express my feelings to my wife I'm glad I got a God that knows what I'm feeling I'm glad I got a God that knows what I'm facing in life aren't you glad of that I don't know what's on my tomorrow but I'm glad I know who's in my tomorrow I don't know what I'll have to face I don't know what I'll face before I close my eyes tonight but I'm glad I got a God that knows what I'm going to face I say hallelujah he knows he knows I take consolation in the mind of God 
He knows what we're fearing. God knows tonight. The Lord said unto Ezekiel, Can these bones live? Ezekiel said, Thou knowest. Thou knowest. I, I don't know and you don't know, but I'm telling you, you can take consolation in the mind of God. It's not, it's not very frequent anymore. My dear brother, to pull up to a to pull up to a light and have the arms come down and and have to sit and wait on a train to come by. That's not common as it used to be. But I remember when I was a little boy, I would pull up there with mom. Mom would pull up there in Landrum, and those arms would come down at the railroad tracks. And Miss Lynn, I remember me trying to sit there, and mom say, "See if you can." count those carts as they come by. And I remember when that engine would come by, I'd start with one, two, and three, and four, and they'd come quicker and quicker and quicker, and after a while, I'd lose count, and I couldn't even see the engine because it was already around past the depot up there, heading up Burn Mountain, and, and I couldn't see the uh, the engine no more. And I'd look back that way, and all I could see was carts, and I couldn't see the caboose. Uh, but I'm glad that ain't the way our Lord looks at things. He does not see cart, 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 cart at a time. I'm glad he sees from the engine all the way to the caboose. He knows from the very beginning all the way to the end. He sees up yonder around the curve. I like to compare it as to standing and watching a parade go by. And you only see one float at a time. But aren't you glad we serve a God that knows from the fire truck all the way to the Santa Claus. God knows everything and all that is in between. I say hallelujah. What a God. What a God. What a God tonight. Oh, bless his name. That's my message.